You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, a place where we practice a deep and authentic welcome, where we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, and a place where with humility, courage, and compassion, we act for justice in the world. To learn more, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Friends, we gather today, this morning, for this last service of 2020. And um, wow, what a year. What a year it has been. But we are here, and we are together. And we come together. We come together to remember who we are. To remember that we are the people who welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each human heart, that we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, that with humility, courage, and compassion, we act to create a more just world. And we do all of these things as a faith community deeply committed to racial justice. This is who we are. This is the life of faith that we invite you into. Let's let go of the words and prepare our hearts for this time of worship. Let's slow down. Let's remember what is of worth in our lives and take just a moment to breathe together, to be connected by our breath across time and space. And as we have been doing together for almost a year now, Let's take three deep, slow breaths together. So a deep inhale, and then a very slow exhale out through your mouth. Breathing all the air out of your lungs. One more time, deep inhale. Slow, slow, exhale. And one last time, deep breath in. And slow breath out. Good morning and welcome to First Universalist Church. It is a joy to be together this morning.
sanctuary for you. Everybody all together again. Love prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be a Thank you. Thank you for sharing your music with us. It feels so good to sing with you, separated as we are by time and space. It's so good to sing with you on this last service of 2020 together. I, I love saying that. I love saying that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I'm going to stop. So friends, as we come together this morning, we're gonna begin with a time of prayer. And similar to what Seth and I did last week, we're going to create this prayer together. So here's how it's gonna work. I'm going to lead us through some questions. I'm gonna invite you to settle into the questions and then after you've settled, after you've seen what bubbles up, I'll invite you to share in the chat your answers to those questions. I will try to capture what it is that you all are saying. I will capture some of it. I will not capture all of it. But I will try to grab a, uh, uh, an essence, if you will, for what we're sharing to each of these questions and try to weave this at the end into our collective prayer as we close this year together. In the invitation for this service and the invitation to this service, I offered us a question. Given all that has happened this year, how shall we end this year and what comes next? And so let's take a moment to settle into the first part of that question. How shall we end this year? And let's start with the feelings that we're bringing with us. Just the feeling words that are coming up. So think back to the start of this year. It feels like a really long time ago. Remember back to last January and February and March, and then recall March and March and March, a month that seemed to last so long so much longer than should have been possible. And then April and May and June and July and August and all of the things that were happening in our world over the summer. 
And then we entered the fall, September, October, November, and here we are. And so I invite you to share the feelings that come up when you recall this year. I invite you to share them in the chat and I'll try to capture some of them here too. As we take in all that has been shared, may we remember that we can be a sanctuary for this too. And friends, as we settle into our feelings, perhaps the next layer under that is the layer of gratitude. As hard as this pandemic has been, there are many things that have not been awful about this time. And so I invite you to think back over the year again, this time reflecting on the things that you're grateful for. Did you discover a new hobby? Maybe begin a new practice? Did you find love or connection or a really great way to brew your coffee in the morning? Perhaps your place of work did something to make you feel safe, really safe. Or maybe you retired this year and found yourself gifted time in a way that you hadn't imagined. Our faith says that we have worth and dignity, that we have value, that things have value just because we're here, that goodness can flow just from something existing. And so in that spirit, I invite you to list in the chat the things that you are grateful for from this year. It is such a gift to be able to hear, to see all of the things that you all are sharing. That is a gratitude in itself. And we can be a sanctuary for this too. Friends, prayer can flow out of gratitude but ours is a tradition that asks us to be honest, to make space for the wholeness of these lives that we live. And so our prayer also needs to hold and embrace the hard, the cold, the empty, the sad, the broken parts of our lives too. And so as you think back on the year that is almost over, I invite you to gently Allow the losses, the sadness, the heartbreak, all of those things that have felt hard to bear, to allow those to come forth too. And as you feel moved with so much care, I invite you to share them in the chat. Maybe just a word if a full share feels like too much so that we can hold together the fullness of what we have experienced this year. So many sorrows we've been carrying this year. Sorrow, pain, heartbreak, grief, 
These are all natural parts of life that we embrace fully, knowing that while they hurt, sometimes more than we ever thought possible. We feel these feelings because they flow from love, from care, from deep commitment. And we can be a sanctuary for this too, particularly when we are a sanctuary together. And finally, friends, let's turn our attention to where we are being called, to what is calling us. What places are asking for healing or transformation, for attention or release? What comes next? 2021 or beyond? Not a resolution, not a resolution, not how we will be different or better or anything that points at a sense that we are not enough. No, what I'm inviting us into is yearning, the deep in your guts call to be more alive, the voice of love that calls and to which you can only answer yes. Where are we called? Where is your yearning? I invite you to share these in the chat too. It is so beautiful to see all the things that you are called to. Let's pause for a moment. Let's pause for a moment to take in all that we've shared, all that's moving. It's moving in our hearts, that's moving in our bodies. There's a lot of energy that's flowing. And I invite you to join me in prayer as I try to put into words all that we've shared. Spirit of life. Spirit of life and spirit of love. Spark of radiance that animates and endows our lives interconnection that moves within us and among us and beyond us. As we close this year that has been full of so much, we arrive this morning, we arrive in this spot with so many feelings. And we welcome these feelings, feelings of hope, feelings of love, feelings of joy and connection, fear and worry, sorrow, awareness, exhaustion, and so many more. We welcome all of these feelings. And we are grateful for the many, many blessings in our lives. Grateful for blessings, for gratitudes like family, the opportunity, the ability to work at home, community, intentional connection, spaces of quiet. We're grateful for knowing that we're safe. We're grateful for Zoom and the many technologies that have helped us to connect. We are grateful for recovery. 
there are so many things, so many more things that we are grateful for. And right alongside our gratitudes, hand in hand, we carry so many sorrows. And so we pray that love might embrace us as we hold our loss of loved ones, our separation, our worries about climate change, loss of work, grief over so much that we've lost, and a deep sense in some of our communities of communal shame. Friends, amidst the pain and the heartbreak, amidst the joys and the gratitudes, out of all of this, as this year ends, love calls us on. It calls us on and it calls us toward community, toward purpose, toward listening, toward rest, toward sympathy, toward empathy, toward healing. It calls us toward the many ways that our beings yearn to give and to receive and to grow. Spirit of life and love, God who we know beyond all naming, help us to release what needs to be released, to heal what calls for healing, to transform the things that hold us back into wings that set us free, and to move with the assurance that there is a larger love, a larger community that holds us through all of this and through so much more. May the grip of addiction be loosened. May the weight of oppression be lightened. May joy break through. And may love make every suffering bearable. May it be so. And amen. I'm so grateful for the ways that we have figured out how to be together, for the ways that you all have figured out how to make this work. It's no small thing. And it's not about the technology, it's about who you are as a community. Love, prepare me to be a sanctuary. I love that song. And I love that song because, because it asks that question, right? Right under those lyrics is the question, what does it mean to be a sanctuary? Sanctuary is a place of safety. That is quite literally what it means. And so the song that we sang with Seth 
as a request to be made a place of safety. And I hope that our, our prayer helped us to move in that direction, helped us to open our hearts, welcome all that life is, and listen for where love is calling us, that we can be a sanctuary for all of those things too. And so in that spirit of being a sanctuary, in that spirit of inclining our hearts toward, toward our yearning, toward what is ahead for us, I want to share about a story and a half, maybe, maybe two full stories, and invite us into a couple of questions as we prepare to close this year. So I went for a walk last week. This was, uh, this was back when it was a little bit warmer. It was actually quite a bit warmer. This was before the snow. It was, that, uh, it was actually that day right before that winter snow moved in, so you could kind of feel it. The wind was doing interesting things. And as I was walking, and I live in St. Paul, just to help you, you know, if you can imagine that. Um, as I was walking, I heard something that sounded maybe like a trumpet or a tuba. It was far away, I couldn't quite make it out, but I'd catch little bits of it here and there when the wind was just right. You know, you know how that is? So I kept walking and I kept hearing it and it was getting louder and more sustained and I thought perhaps I would get to see what it was. I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll find out what, what's going on here. So I was curious, but more than that, as I was walking, this really reminded me of the walks that I took in the spring. Partially it was because it was, it was so warm. But like many of you, I had taken to walking as a almost daily really commitment to get away from my screens, to get outside, to get some exercise, generally to seek some balance in my life, right? And in so many of those walks, I'd hear people making music. Some days it was a cello player that I'm pretty sure lives somewhere near, nearby. Other times it was a violin or maybe my neighbor's son playing drums in their garage. And every time I would hear this, I would smile and reflect on the amazing improbable beauty that we humans can create and the gift that it felt like to receive these offerings, which weren't even really offerings to the public at large, but just happened to leak out of open windows and were carried by the currents of air to other folks who just happened to be in the right place at the right time to receive them these improbable moments of distant connection. They're delightful. They're delightful. And so with those thoughts in mind, I kept walking and the music got louder and I thought, all right, this is for sure a tuba that someone is playing. And they're playing Christmas music outside. Like what, what's going on here? And sure enough, about a block or so later, I saw a person playing, not a, not a tuba, I was wrong about that. It was a sousaphone, which is similar, um, but portable. So this person was playing a sousaphone, walking down Summit Avenue, serenading the neighborhood in holiday music. And then it sort of hit me that they were walking and playing 
which meant that they were not just offering a concert to the block, but that they were in fact a one person marching band, which by the way, is totally awesome. I would have a personal marching band if I could. I have been to a couple of protests with the Rad Radical Marching Band, and it is the best thing ever. And so I followed, because I was like, I wanna see what's going on. I followed them at a safe, I followed at a safe, respectful, non-creepy distance, all right? I followed them to the corner of Snelling and Grand where they staked out a spot in front of the cake shop that's there playing the whole time. And I thought not for the first time how much I love that St. Paul is so thoroughly weird sometimes. And I thought that I sure hope it stays that way. And I felt this deep in my heart, joy and delight that comes from seeing something improbable, but fun like blowing bubbles in the sunshine when there's a light breeze, like watching a kite soar up into the air. And it wasn't just me. There were others that were out there, right? There were other folks that I would pass on the street and I could see, I could see from the smiles on their faces behind masks, I could see that they too were delighted when someone really smiles, you can see it. You can see it behind masks and even through all of the layers of all of the stuff that we wear to be able to survive the climate that we're in, the whole body relaxes. The whole body relaxes. And there's this upwelling of joy and gratitude and it ripples out across the streets and down the blocks to everyone else who witnesses the witnessing of joy. This is some powerful, powerful stuff. And I remembered, I remembered the many ways that we have been delighted, that we have supported, that we have cared for one another these last 10 months. The ways that we have been committed to each other's survival, the ways that we have found to stay connected despite the distance, the ways that we have found and are finding to rise up for justice and to answer the call of love. Friends, for a moment there, that sousaphone player was playing the song of hope and possibility that I needed to hear. It was a reminder that we have agency and choices in what we give our lives to and what we help to tear down and build in its place. A reminder, to me at least, that one important way that we change the world is by making and doing more of what we want the world to contain. I was reminded of two quotes that I want to offer. The first is from the poet Shane Coison, who says, do not feed today the leftovers of yesterday. Today has teeth and is hungry. Feed today what you want it to be and let it become that. Feed today what you want it to be and let it become that. And I was reminded of a quote 
from Arundhati Roy, who asks in her essay, The Pandemic is a Portal, brilliant essay that I commend to you. She asks, well, first she says that pandemics are a portal, they are a gateway. And she says, historically, pandemics have forced humans to break with the past and imagine their world anew. This one, she says, is no different. It is a portal, a gateway between one world and the next. And then she goes on to say that we can choose to walk through this portal, dragging the carcasses of our prejudice and our hatred, our avarice, our databanks and dead ideas, our dead rivers and smoky skies behind us. Or we can walk through lightly with little luggage, ready to imagine another world and ready to fight for it. Friends, as I think about our shared prayer this morning, as I think about the many conversations that I've had with you these last 10 months, what is clear to me is that many of you are already wanting to lay down the carcasses of the past that Arundhati Roy mentions. You're already wanting to leave the leftovers in the fridge and feed today and tomorrow and tomorrow something else entirely. This will not be easy. We are cooking with a recipe. We are cooking without a recipe. And we're not even quite sure what ingredients we have, what sorts of pots and pans or cooking implements are in the kitchen. This is not going to be easy. But it is time and we are ready. And so friends, let's walk through this portal lightly with little luggage, ready to imagine another world and ready to fight for it together. May it be so, and amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text First Univ, that's F I R S T U N I V, to 73256 to make your gift. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.